1: That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over a 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
3: ChumbaCasino.com. No forward prohibited by law, 18 plus, conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Kevin Conroy, and you're listening to the Geek Cast Radio Network. This is writer Kyle Higgins, and you've jumped inside the pull bag only on the Geek Cast Radio Network. You've just jumped inside the pull bag. Join TFG1 Mike and the rest of the comic crew here at the GCRN as they make their great escape into comics. From DC, Marvel, and Image to IDW, Boom Studios, and Xenoscope, we have everything right here. We cover things like Transformers, He-Man, Superheroes, TMNT, and Radiant Black. Yeah, we have all that and so much more. It's all inside the pull bag here on the GeekCast Radio Network. So without further ado, it's time to talk about the comics we're reading right now. Here inside the pullbag.
0: This is the pullbag, episode five hundred and thirteen. I'm of course TFT and Mike joining me sort of kind of almost as always is JT from Saskatoon. Good day, good day. G'day, g'day, mate, and uh, it's time we go down to Australia and talk about a bunch of bats. No guano.
2: You've lost me already.
0: It's an ace joke, oh my god. I haven't even seen When Nature Calls. All I know is about the bat guano from Australia when he was down under, don't you know? Anyway, we are here returning to our second part for Batman Beyond Neo Year, this is issues four through six, and up next is Gotham's Fist. I love this
2: cover. This cover is amazing. Yeah, I I, I dig that the silhouettes of uh, mm-hmm. you know the sort of Gotham and Batman. Yeah, yeah, and juxtaposed against this uh, either a one of those giant Blade Runner billboards. Amongst, out and amongst Gotham City or it's the side of a side skyscraper and it's the blow by blow as they fall yeah. which is a really cool image and I mean going from the last issue where Terry is trapped in what he thought was the mayor's office and the sword starts giving him the justice mm-hmm. as it were and he, he's got to fight to escape and I, I we we got both have the wikis open, folks, and it says you know that the sword wasn't trying to kill him. He's trying to ruin the bat suit, which I did not get the first time I read this. <laughs> I literally thought this thing was like, "I'm gonna slice you into bat sashimi." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's I honestly I had a theory that I kept in the back of my head when I was reading this and we recorded the first episode. Cause I wasn't sure if you would add this mm-hmm. or noticed it in the first time, but you have that last image where you see the foot shift, like transform into the night yep. or into the sword. And it's revealed that it's not one individual and it's essentially off brand Skynet is able to hijack people's bodies with nanotech and it's like how the agents take over a person inside the Matrix in the movies. Yep. You know, it's it's literally they're like rrr, 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 they're spazzing out. Yep. And probably looks like their pixels are stretching and warping like in the Matrix, and you know they become the most anime man to every an, ever anime in Neo Gotham.
0: Yeah.
2: I like that. I said that the last episode, and I am sticking with that because. It's just fun to say.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And for me, the first thing that hits me reading this this fourth issue is, oh, Isley Gardens
2: retirement facility. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm just glad we, I noticed that too, and I'm just glad that we didn't get a shot of, like, some old withered woman sitting in a corner. <laughs> yeah. At least we think it's a woman, and then we go by, and it's just a plant, and it's like, it still could be Pam. It's still yeah, could be bad. That's right. So Gotham
0: Sword and Batman are having this fight, and I can so hear Will Friedel in my head as in, in his Batman voice. Only thing you missed more than the costume contest was me.
2: What would mommy Gotham say? Yeah. <laughs> and, and again, I, I love that. And I did like the aw, poor cyborg Ren wannabe. wanna be yeah and because I mean that's it's not just Batman it's also Eric yeah. that I hear when oh, Wilfred yeah. L does yeah. carry. it's this is what if Eric was competent. Well, Eric, he would be scary. It, well, yes, but I'm not saying Eric he's a complete is, idiot. Okay, so
0: there, so we're getting into crossover here, folks. Steve Megatron and I have been doing Podcaster Meets World since 2015 or 2016, right after we did the Top 100. Uh, television shows countdown here on the gatecast radio network and boy meets world came in at number 50 on that list. And we were both incensed and, and insulted and we both got butthurt over the fact that it came in at number 50 because it should be much higher in our personal opinion. And yes, I'm speaking for Steve as well because he knows he, he knows I can speak for him on this matter. So because it came in at number 50 on the GCRN's top 100 television series, uh podcast series list, we then started a review series of Boy, and eventually we will do Girl Meets World, and we're doing it by seasons, and we're splitting it up into two parts, so season one, part one, season one, part two, et cetera. We're just now getting to season five part so the second half of season five, where usually that's like the point where the stupidness from Sean, because Sean had a little bit of stupidity, transferred to Eric's stupidity, but Eric... Essentially, throughout that series, he's an idiot or he turns into an idiot savant because, you know, once he goes all squirrel, he gets all philosophizing and and things like that. But you are absolutely right. I'm not not disagreeing with you. Uh, And again, I love I love normally I'm not the biggest fan of monologuing, like the internal, like the, Mm -hmm. you know, your phone only knows what you show them like. That's the that's the internal monologue for Terry. And that's fine. I can I can still hear his voice and whatever else because he's talking to Bruce, who's dead and whatever. But like, sometimes I I, because I don't have a voice in my head for certain characters. I just don't like that's why I don't like that internal monologue. I, I love it here. Um, I will say that the main cover, you mentioned it looks like they're breaking off of something. or break. I think it is meant to be a skyscraper because I think it is showing shattering of glass. And then this next panel here, as Terry swings out of the building, out of the window, you know, you surprise them with the truth. And, yeah, they're fighting on skyscrapers. So I'm oh, yeah. assuming that that's, yeah. I'm,
2: and I'm just saying with Eric, when you, you put Eric... Uh-huh. Matthews up against Terry McGinnis. Eric looks like he's in a way lower reading level,
0: uh-huh.
2: yeah. and I'm just saying. But like I said in the last episode, if they did this as a directed DVD oh, animated so movie, good. I I would like I would like it if they had L do the monologue. Which are when you look at the monologue and it's in quotes like that. That's excerpts. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Basically all this monologue, it's excerpts from the journal that he's been writing.
0: Yeah.
2: So, he's writing to Bruce. He's talking to Bruce. Also, and- I I I love the comic booky trope of when the hero and villain fight and the villain or the hero makes the villain create his exit like how mm-hmm. the sword, you know, Terry gets the sword to cut the triangle. Yep. And they pop out like that. I do like the reference to the old school where, I feel closer to you with the grapple in my hand, back to basics, like an echo across time. Yep. And I was just like, You're goddamn right. And
0: and, and the way that I'm sorry to interrupt, I just want to bring this up really quickly since you're on that panel and you're talking about this scene. So mm-hmm. when the triangle gets cut and Terry breaks out through the sky, that the panel you're talking about, the colors and the interiors of the stuff shift. So the the uh the, the triangle that was cut out, it's red. And my thing is, wait a minute. Terry doesn't need to go find the Triforce of Power. He's not fighting Ganon. <laughs> Legend of Zelda means Batman Beyond, ladies and gentlemen. Can you imagine?
2: Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce you to the greatest ass pole in the history of ass poles, Mike Blanchard, folks. Hey now. But uh, so Terry's you know still getting the business mm-hmm. uh, he's thrown through into like a splicers hangout you see a mural to uh celebrating selena on the wall holy selena yeah and <laughs> i i love it does that classic like what are those fins on batman's glove for is he sinks it in to like stop him from falling off the side of another skyscraper yep and that then I you know, he I love the the just in the economy of motion where he grabs a sword and like throws him out, and then he tries to get away and the sword just comes ah where the heck are you going mm-hmm. you know d- missile drop kicks him and the sword into Terry's back, and Whoa. and this is the thing like I didn't get this the first time we wrote the comic where he stabs Terry in the gut yes it and yeah he gets off like the the. I, you see where the batarangs come from in the cartoon. Like, they kind of come out of the wrist. Right. They sometimes come out of the belt. But I do love the fact that, oh, that's the... And they're, like, these super techie compressed uh, cartridges, like, probably look no bigger than, like, a big flash drive. And then when he throws it, it just ching! And yep. the I love in movies, comics, anime, whatever, where hero bad guy does the no-look grab. Yep and then he eats it because it's an exploding batarang and we find this old dude that's been possessed by you know, off-brand Skynet yep. and then Terry does what every hero does, he goes to the new love interest you know, De- Detective Boom and yep. uh, a woman after my own heart, she's got beer she's got nachos and it has to be said, and if you can edit that audio clip in here at this point, Mike Batman does not eat nachos Which should have been an immediate clue, like if you watch horror movies, you know this is like this is where the (eszcze) comes in, and she morphs and the it's not that the off-brand Skynet that is the living Gotham is sexist or doesn't respect pronouns or anything like that, although I'm sure there's some high-minded individual that will see these panels and try and unleash the dogs of war it's just
0: uh, it's just comics folks it's okay it's meant to be fun
2: detective uh morphs from a woman into a man because you know evil knows no gender or whatever yeah and uh, they go they get back to fighting i i do love two panels uh in the next page where the sword morphs his weapon into what looks like an energon axe for lack of a better word and then Terry feeds him the entire refrigerator. Yep. Pretty much. Your refrigerator's running, well you better go catch it. Yeah, no way. I got it. Boom. <laughs> yeah. And they, they they wrecked this apartment. Uh God, I can't remember there was a I want to call it replay. There was a sci-fi movie came out a couple of years ago about this guy who's a quadriplegic and, uh, or upgrade or something. He gets this chip in his neck that essentially, uh, the computer drives his body, although he can drive and then he gives the computer control. And it's just this really gnarly fight scene between him and, like, this one guy where they just tear the hell out of this kitchen. Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought of watching this as the sword continues feeding Terry every knuckle sandwich it has. Yeah. And then they have that shot of where Terry's just like drooling the blood out of his mouth.
0: Oh, I love that. I took a screenshot of that because that's gonna be a that's gonna be a, a, a Facebook profile picture at some point. But he goes back into this, you know, this model I
2: stay standing. You know, that that's just yeah. such a good line. Yeah, I and mean, then it's a badass line. He tries taking the sword out with a t with uh Beam's taser. Mm-hmm. And then you get a little bit of I don't think it was intentional where he's running down the hall, tearing wires out of the costume, strapping the taser to his wrist, like some sort of dead shot gauntlet blaster. And yeah. the, the one where he's powering it up to deliver the bat falcon punch. Yeah. Uh, I, I love just how the, the colors shift and it almost looks like he's got some Luther tech strapped to his arm. Cause the red cable looks purple. You got the green yeah. taser. I love that. And, yeah, it's just like, eat this? And he literally punches the villain out of his new girlfriend. Unless they, when they bring the title back, and we'll talk about that at the end of the episode, Dana comes back and meets Beam, and he's like, really? Really, Theory? I'm gone for two months? Really? Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, uh, but yeah, they have a nice little, Little moment where you know, nice little sprawled out moment kind of thing. Yeah, where Don't be dead. Don't be dead. Don't be dead. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> and <sighs> we we end this issue with Terry going back to the beginning in a way, going mm-hmm. back to Wayne Manor, and you see like, oh wow, Bruce. It's, it's yeah, it's gone. He he didn't skimp on the C four. Like no. I sort of, uh, I saw that and I thought of, I don't know if you've ever played Arkham Knight or if the, the story of that. I've,
0: see, I've seen people play it, so okay. I don't Yeah, yeah so
2: like where the 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 explosion that takes out Wayne Manor and we assume the Batcave at the end of that game. Sorry for spoiling the game, folks. You've had a few years to play it. I make no apologies. You uh, just don't say you're sorry and then don't make no. Sorry, not sorry. That. That's what oh, that's what I was going for. But no, like, the, the, the damage done in the game was not nearly as complete as the damage done in this comic. Oh, no, because, like... There's literally three pieces of the house left. Yeah, exactly. If I
0: didn't know what the trees and the gate was, I would be like, where the fuck is Terry? Why are you going to a well, cemetery? Exactly, yeah. Stop being so semi, Terry. You know,
2: it's... And honestly, I thought for... As big as the explosion was, there just would have been a crater. I mean, it would have been like uh, yeah,
0: it would have been gone.
2: That uh, was it. I think it was like aftershock was a storyline in the nineties where a, an earthquake s- sank most of Gotham, and which led to the no man land or no yeah. man's land storyline. You know, but yeah, we got the end of this issue. Uh, damn,
0: yeah, damn. Jackson and Colin on writing are just. Man, like, it, this is so it good. Out of the park. so good. And the art, the art is so great. Like, you were talking about with the colors. The one thing I noticed in issue four, more than almost anything else, is the constant color palette shift. Because yeah. you have all of, like, the buildings, and they're all kind of flashy and glass looking. And obviously, there's glass in the buildings because there's windows and whatever else. But, like, it's it's very. It's kind of like hot rod. It's a sleek, sexy import kind of thing, you know, With and turbo it's, handling exactly, you know, and it, it, it it's one of those types of things. And then you go to something as like, I can't tell how I can't tell you how many times Batman's suit design, as far as the overall art, changes in this one issue. Like between the page where he's, you know, says, uh, you know, I, I I'm still standing, between the page that you're talking about with attaching the gauntlet. Like it's like almost two different art styles, but it's so good because it matches. Like they're in a this story and this this universe that they're in is like. We're fighting the city itself. We are. We are. You know, it's kind of like, and I know most people are gonna roll their eyes and groan. It's kind of like Power Rangers RPM a little bit. Uh,
2: but I there's absolutely, I could see there. There's. A- similarities between that storyline
0: yeah slight yeah. I'm, not, I'm not i'm not saying it's exact i'm saying it's very, very no, slight
2: but. but but you know that in a, in a you could totally write a future story where terry finds an even deeper level of the Batcave, cave and there's these five vehicles in there and there's yep. weird ports on certain parts of them and why is yep. the justice league here and oh god we've become a sentai <laughs> yeah I yeah. said sentai, not hentai, folks. Get your minds out of the gutter. Uh, well, either way, it it could go <laughs> either way.
0: Yeah. But it, issue four was so so cool and so so wow, just just wow.
2: Yeah. And and I love that. Uh, like like I said, if they did an animated movie, that would be the perfect beat mm-hmm. to go black for a yep. scene. Trans- as Terry, as the camera is from behind him, and you see the charred ruins of one stately way manner, as you know, we end that and they go into the next issue. You now, like, issue four, that it's a straight up five. Like, there's the only dialogue really is from Terry, like, he get yeah. a little bit from the sword, but most of it's done in that uh, first person narrative, like uh, a good de- detective noir sort of story. Uh, one of my favorite things I don't know if you've ever seen the show or read the books, folks, uh, the Dresden Files. Uh, i've seen bits and pieces of it i haven't seen all of it the the book the books are so much better than the show but the show was an uh one season wonder on sci-fi channel before they went see i'm fairly certain and uh i that's an entire episode trying to explain why that pisses me off uh but uh, the 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 basis of the story is harry Dresden is a wizard slash detective in chicago and all the books are written uh, by Jim Butcher, who I'd very much love to meet someday and tell him how much I love his work. Uh, he writes them all in first-person narrative. That's this entire issue almost with some brief bits of dialogue between Terry and the sword. But, yeah, I, I love this issue. It's a straight-up five for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It It's everything you just said and more. And what you said is like like, like what you just said. Like, it's straight-up action. It's straight-up Batman versus villain action. This is the point, like I mentioned last episode, um, issue three was a good little cliffhanger kind of thing, and then the next week or the next month or the next whatever, like you're saying, if this was a film or if this was, can you imagine, if this was a six-episode episode, animated series oh god it would be so good because you'd have to wait to figure this out but then you get this episode with issue four and you get all of the action and the action just keeps on continuing because in issue five like oh my god we're gonna get to that here in a second but yeah i i'm absolutely yeah five is all around issue five man this cover I don't – like I'm going to have to go through at the end after we get back from the break later from from doing ads and all that when we close the show. I'm going to have to go back and look at all these covers to figure out which ones are my favorites because almost every single cover, even if it has a variant cover to it, I have one favorite from each of these six issues. And this main cover with him standing on the whatever he's standing on and then the sword. It's
2: the ruins of Wayne Manor.
0: Oh well, okay, well, yeah, the ruins. Okay, the ruins of Way Manor with the sword kind of lighting the way, like it.
2: And it's either circuits or Neo Gotham behind him. You got. The I tendrils. think it's a, yeah, I think it's a bit of both. It's, yeah, and then you got the tendrils from Gestalt, uh, so coming up through the ruins like that. Yeah. So this is kind of, This is a, as mu- as much
0: as I praise the last issue, and as much as I'm praising this cover, this is kind of where I got lost. <laughs> so. Hopefully you can explain it because I'm like what like I know what a Gestalt is. A Gestalt is devastator. That's that's what a Gestalt is. But like I'm so lost with these tentacle. Like is this part of the Living Gotham? Is this part of the no, source?
2: the Gestalt like those three that uh, beings like that hive mind that uh-huh. we met in the, okay. the second issue.
0: Okay, well, the second issue was a week ago, so I don't remember past yesterday.
2: Yeah. Uh, um, and gestalt is defined as an organized whole that is perceived as more than the sum of its parts. Yeah, like Devastator, me smash puny Autobots. <sighs> and I, I love the uh, specialized uh, in speech slash thought bubbles that we get from the Gestalt as we're going into the Bat Cave. Yep and it's like siblings bitching with each other we live in our grave the mm-hmm. optimal point we live mm-hmm. you know and they they're bitching and complaining and i i, I love the notion above sigma defense pattern they will not take us from us
0: yeah they yeah they will not take us from us okay venom thank you um, i love the the main title page where we see Terry with beam. And I I just, I I love that. I think that's great. And again, I want to make sure I say this because I know we praised Colin and Jackson in the last one. And not that we're not praising the art anyway, but I just want to make mention of his name, Max Dunbar and Romulo. I am sorry if I'm pronouncing you. I don't know the colorist on this. They're both amazing.
2: Fajardo jr. There you go, and um, Adita, the Dick Car. Yeah. I, please, we we're we sorry. We, we 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 don't pronounce names. We're uncultured you. swine and don't know I, of other cultures beyond our own. I
0: can I can barely pronounce John Nathan Todlarian or Todlarian because he's a liar sometimes.
2: <laughs> You're gonna pay for that,
0: Blanche Ford. That's right. I know.
2: Right. Yes. Yeah. So it's not about me. It's about her. Yeah. Also, I, I, I think it's coincidence. I don't know if uh, Mr. Dunbar planned this, but the way he's standing there, the way he's framed, pardon my voice, folks, I'm still getting over cold, uh, is like the image of Batman holding Jason's body after the warehouse goes oh, up. that's Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's most definitely. I, I mean, she's not... Technically, right. isn't Jason reversed? Isn't Jason's head
2: in... But, well, I'm not saying but it's exactly... Like, yeah, but that. It's, no, 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 no. I
0: know, but, but, but yeah, you're right. No, absolutely, you are absolutely... Because, I mean, whenever you have anybody in distress like that in a Batman comic, how can you not make a Jason Todd reference? I mean, come on. And,
2: and, it's and, that, so and that whole image of Batman holding Jason Todd, again, I would have to ask... Uh, I believe it was Jim, the great Jim Paro. Yeah. yeah. Who, who did the art net issue, mm-hmm. whether or not it was to acknowledge the shot of Superman holding Supergirl's body on that cover from crisis on infinite earth. It's just an infinitely repeatable image in across DC's comic history. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, Batman is like, please, we got to save her. Mm-hmm. We, we got to get her to the Batcave. Help me help her. And I, I do like that. She is still a cop. We are still criminals. And Batman, that word doesn't mean much these days. <laughs> no. <laughs> a mistake, an ally, a and, real and life. Just, and also a quick tangent where he said that word doesn't mean much these days. I keep thinking of uh, the great Mandy Patinkin in Princess Bride. You keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, yes. and then you see like literally how much is left of. Wayne Manor and the almost half hour drive, if you're a normal person and not driving a that nuclear powered flying car, yeah. Yeah. like it, it is gone. Like, dear God, yep, Gotham must be stopped no matter the cost. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and yeah, pretty much. then we get into uh, Gestalt putting their you know little tendrils, cyber tendrils, into mm-hmm. Boone and Beam's body. I I just keep feeling like I'm going to butcher her last name. So it's Detective Beam from here on out. And you see that the whole way that the living Gotham possesses people is they're literally infected with nanotechnology. Mm -hmm. And they use that to like puppet their bodies and project the hologram with the sword. And then Batman
0: doesn't like needles. (laughs) No, Batman does not. Terry does not like needles. Yeah, no. So we get to a point Where they're doing all this stuff And I love the scene where If it's in the water It's not just that sort of Gotham can be It can be anyone It means anyone can be the sword Including us This is suboptimal (laughs) Suboptimal
2: Raising your voice helps no one It helps me Now unless they gave each Or however they do the voice Of uh the, te- the, the Gestalt. Of, yeah. the, of the Gestalt. You either, uh, I, voice casting the, uh, animated movie here. Yes. Either make the, vo- the sword of Gotham or the Gestalt voiced by Gary Chalk.
0: Oh, huh, that's not what I thought you were going to say. That's interesting. That would, I could see. Hmm. Or, hmm.
2: but I, I would put the sword as Gary Chalk and, uh, uh, refresh my memory. Was it Corey Burton who voiced Soundwave, or was that no? That was Peter Cullen.
0: No, it was Frank Welker. But Frank, it is. You already did. mentioned. You already mentioned Corey, and I'm gonna go with Corey because you know what I want this voice to be. I want this to be Brainiac, and that was Corey.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, given the colors of the Gestalt, that was exactly would be very appropriate. And Although you, uh, be, Frank Welker doing like a a Soundwave, yeah. actually no, you you do and not to transformers. <coughs> <laughs> You've got three members of the gestalt. One is Frank Welker. One is Corey Burton. And the third, we have to get a, somebody who can do a sound alike because we need a motherfucking star scream up in here.
0: Oh, that's that's easy. It's either Frank Todaro or Steve Bloom. Steve Bloom. <laughs> I mean, Frank's pretty damn
2: good too. So, yeah,
0: we we we, we, I, we I interviewed Frank.
2: We, but yeah. I love the whole uh is it aerosolized, too heavy, ingested? Made me think of that scene in Fast 6 where they're breaking down the bad guys' cars. Yep. And, and The Rock and Gina Carano are like, wow, these guys really do know their shit. Wait, and, Gina Carano was in Fast 6? Yeah, she was like The Rock's right-hand woman who turns out to be working for... Uh, oh, shit. For man, Owen Shaw. Wow. Okay, well, I...
0: I thought the man. I thought Mando was the first thing I ever saw her in. Okay, well then apparently I saw her in Fast. I don't remember. It's been so long since Fast Six.
2: Yeah, yeah. and so I, I love that. And then self diagnosis completed. hmm. And, and Terry's only a he's only a meat sack, so takes him a little bit to catch up. And he's like, wait, if it's not in the water, it's it, yeah. Well, anyone yeah. could be the sword. The yeah. hell. That's yeah. That's what I said it, earlier. I, I, I kind of jumped I, ahead I, earlier with. Yeah. And but I, again, I, I like, like that. that. Sorry. Good. I was going to say, I'm just, he's like yelling, raising your voice helps. No one. It helps me. Yeah. 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 I can. Yeah. I, again, I, I know.
0: So with Wilfred voicing Terry McGinnis slash Batman beyond, he did. And he, he doesn't really change the voice that he does for that character. It's not like Bruce and Batman with Kevin. It's not as deep. It's it's, yeah. It's not as it's a deep change, but it's not like Terry is more soft and Batman is more like a little bit not gravel. It's it's more grave. It's more it's more it's deeper, but it's not as deep as
2: the. It's not so much that it's akin to what Kevin Conroy may he rest in power uh, did with his Bruce and his Batman voices. Terry is more. Um, emotional, yeah. And Batman is very flat, and I don't mean flat in his voice. <laughs> no, it's it, it's his Yeah, like he's, he's, he's almost very, a monotone.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like you know, it's kind of like in that that wonderful, wonderful movie, Holy Rusted Metal, Batman? Huh?
2: <laughs> like it's <laughs> not the, <laughs> the ground; it's metal and it's rusted and full of holes. Get it? Holy.
0: Oh, all oh, oh, oh. right. Yeah, 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 but this that that scene that you yeah the 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 suboptimal it helps yeah. me like yeah I, lo- I love because again I can hear Will's voice as Batman in my head when I'm reading this
2: yeah and you know as they say like look we can save her it's gonna take time like they got to develop a antibody for the nanotech and she will continue to, like she is resting she will continue to do so. And what if she never wakes up? Then we failed, and this grave will be ours. And I love the next page after that, where Terry goes up. He's taken the mask off. He's standing in the ruins of Wayne Manor, looking yeah. out. The, the fact that the towers, the buildings of you Neo know, Gotham have grown so large that it's literally blocked out the horizon. Yep. But it's no longer that techno red purple. It's blue and white and silver, and the sun is shining off the mirrors, and it's like Terry sees a way out. He sees the end of the road. He sees hope.
0: Yeah, he sees the hope, and I I just – I have to read this entire thing because it's just amazing. This city, my enemy, the only home I've known my entire world, I know its corners like I know my own face – This city, my enemy, Bruce, I know you felt the same way, different times, different sides of the tracks. But if this sprawl of brick and steel was never dark, just in shadow, you saw it sick with crime and you couldn't be the cure. You had to travel the world, climb the highest mountain, brave the deepest pit, quite literally, uh, to become what this city needed you to be. Now it's my turn to let the city burn. Oh my God. Like, it, and that's not everything that he says. He goes, it goes on and he continues. By the way, uh, uh, Max, nice, uh, nice, nice. Not that I really carry the way, but night. We Everyone always remarks about Nightwing and artists doing the Nightwing butt shot. That's a nice butt shot on Terry, I guess. This city, my enemy, without counter to Gotham's infection, anyone could become a threat, and each threat someone I'm supposed is someone I'm supposed to save. Gotham might not know where I am. It thinks that I'm hiding. But I'm not hiding. We both know better than that, don't we, Bruce?
2: Oh it's so damn good. Yeah. I mean I like that. Three months later. Later, yeah. You know,
0: I wish somebody would do a better voice for that kind of stuff. Like, I like, I know certain people in certain YouTube videos use that thing. I just hate the voice. Like, if it was voiced better, I would, I, I might actually enjoy it. Would you have something it.
2: against French people?
0: No. It, it, it isn't about the French accent. It's about just the delivery of the line. It just, like...
2: We Which is one them. thing I love from Spongebob. It's whenever they do that a few moments later. Mm-hmm. But I get I get that. But yeah, so three months have gone by. Uh, Lumos is peacocking his way across and talk show. And he, within three sentences, not even three sentences, like two sentences in the one panel, he takes over the show. Yep. And this chick, who I am not saying that she is unintelligent, but she may have just been hired for her looks because she lost control of this interview so quickly.
0: Yeah, no, it's that it's that charm of Lumos. It's that Vicky Vale. She is not. No,
2: Vicky Vale would never have hair like that. But But, how they leaning in, and he's like seducing her. It's like a uh whole rom com thing. Yep. takes her to the window and shows her this giant brick with his name strapped to the side of it. And I was immediately thought of that scene from Avengers where, you know, he, he wants a monument with his name in the side of it that reaches the sky. Son of a bitch. Yeah. From the first Avengers movie. Oh, yeah, I know. But at least, you know,
0: at least Tony was, was much better at the yeah. whole thing.
2: And then we... We go back to Wayne Manor to the Bat Batcave. Uh, we watch Terry committing one of the cardinal sins of working out. You you, you lift the weights. You don't smack them together like that. <laughs> That's poor gym etiquette, Terry. That's a. Well, uh, I, I I almost want to take a point off for that, but
0: he's not technically I, in a gym. I mean, he's he's, he's in the Bat Gym. He's not in the bat. If he was in the bat gym, there would be a bat gym
2: on every corner, kind of like Cobra Kai, but this is not Cobra Kai. (laughs) No, it's Wayne Manor, and he's in the goddamn bat gym. Anyway, he's working out, and all of a sudden, you know, the the Gasol tell him it's ready, and you Mm -hmm. see Terry's gotten swole and grown a beard because it's been three months. Uh, I love how the shadows are missing in that one section of the wall. We got the bat symbol up there because he's goddamn Batman. And we go to see, and he's like, the Gestalt's telling him, you know, all this stuff that they've put together, they've got, you know, Lex Core tech, probably something from Cord. Mm. And one way or another, Terry says, we're done here, do it. Yeah. And he, I, I love how it's like the classic bat cowl. Mm-hmm. You know, the mouthpiece is missing. You, Because know, he's got to show off his Riker beard. Yep, exactly. And they have successfully drained the nanotech from beam. Yep. He's like, are you okay? You need I rest? Coconut water? And he's like, I need answers. And Terry is, I wouldn't say no to a cheap bottle of wine. Terry's like, that's my girl.
0: Yep. Oh, man. So we get the explanation of all this stuff through them as they're sharing the bottle of wine. And we see a broken batarang. We see... A broken mansion. The only the only reference, I think, I don't think he's in this at all, other
2: than, oh, it's Ace's collar. Damn it. I'm pretty sure, and I'll have to go back and check that first. I'm pretty sure Terry made mention of placing Ace in, like, a, uh, yes. a kennel or something.
0: Yeah, but just seeing that collar, I mean,
2: come yeah. on. Yeah. Just the 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 bestest boy. Yep. In the bat universe, no matter whether he's a Great Dane or a German Shepherd. That's right. Ace is a good pupper. That's right. I I do like uh, where he hands her the bottle at the first of the top of the page. Yep. I, I did say cheap, right? Pretty sure I said cheap. Cheap. And Terry's the guy who bought it didn't really know the meaning of the word and again, movie reference, it made me think of the Justice League movie. It's like, what's your superpower again? I'm rich. Yep. But yeah, so they're, he's you know, telling Beam, like, not everything, everything, but he's kind of spelling it out, and they're having this heart-to-heart. And Terry just, you know, I love that look. Terry raises his head and looks at her, takes the mask off, and you know, he, it, it's it's the final acceptance. Like, he's gone through, like, not explicitly, but he's gone through the five stages of grief. Oh, yeah. Because he's lost his dad and everything that's happened with him. And he's really gone. And I like how she said, are you sure he wasn't his dad? Because we have no idea if epilogue happened in this universe. And it doesn't matter if it did or it didn't. Yeah. Which is the best thing about this story? Terry had two dads. Yep. He had Warren and he had Bruce. Yep. And he's grown into this man. "I love that. You know, it's my name's Terry, by the way. It's nice to finally meet you. You know, he's not Neil Gibson. He's Terry Goddamn McGinnis." Yep. I mean, look, Neil Gibson is great. That's
0: awesome. It's a nice little. It's Terry's own version of like matches. I think that's cool. Yeah.
2: Like you know anything against it but yeah he's he's terry Flippin' mcginnis and it's like the second time he's had an identity with this because in the uh the Jer- that the oh god what was the joker storyline that started the last jurgens run oh he, yes yes the he, final he joke, did yeah. use a matches like he did use a malone alias to get in oh with yeah the jokers yep so i like this uh you know the party it's going to be this huge party you see some guy sucking I, I don't know if he's smoking on a pipe or sucking some illicit narcotic out of a candy cane <laughs> L- Lumos is you know just peacocking it up as yep. the sword watches on time, yeah like and you see like whatever Gotham Central Park or Gotham Square is just absolutely packed with people yep. and then we end it with the unveiling in silhouette and lit up chess piece only of, you know, the Bat Suit version three, because after yep. the, the upgrade suit in the last series. Yep. Now, <laughs> again, because we're both nerds, if you listen to this show for any length of time when I've been on here, folks, me and Mike grew up in the 80s. We see Knight Rider everywhere. Oh, yeah. And this is like the first episode of Night Rider where Michael goes into the warehouse and the scanner on Kit lights up.
0: Lights up for the first time, and that noise happens, and he's just frozen. Like,
2: I I, I heard the pulse and the mm-hmm. woo-woo of, of it moving like that. Like, yep. th- th- this is the Wayne Industries 3000. Oh, absolutely. Most definitely.
0: Yeah, so issue five, Gotham's whatever. I forget which Gotham this is now. but uh, Gotham's night. Oh, well, that, that makes... A whole hell of a lot of sense. Uh, absolutely dug it. Thought it was great. Great, you know, character development all around. Great fights. Great interesting stuff. And just really, really dug it. Um, I don't think there was anything that. Like, I don't think there was anything I didn't like. Uh, the Gestalt kind of weirded me out a bit, but not enough to take a point off for it.
2: Yeah. Um, I I agree with you my favorite thing about this issue is that there is no action it's it's all a character piece it's all character growth and moving the plot forward it's a bit it's not totally exposition heavy but there is a meaty portion of exposition here mostly emotional and the only way it could have been better is if Ace walked in to the cave at the beginning where Terry's working out, and he's just, oh, hey, boy, and he, yeah, like it, it's just not the bad cave without our pup. No, nope. you know, and as a quick aside, as far as Ace goes, my favorite Ace moment in the animated series is where uh, Terry's fighting uh, Doctor Cuvier in the Splicers episode. Don't touch my dog, and I was like, that's right. Oh, you you about to get messed up, Doc? Yep. We have uh, issue five. I I love that cover for this one, all the way around. This is one of my favorite issues in this mini series. But when you talk about covers, and we go to issue six, yeah, it's another. That's a solid home run, if not that's, just yeah. a three a th- uh, three run to hit. That's another great movie. This is a poster that I want. Oh. Absolutely, yeah. There are so many
0: Batman Beyond covers from all of the various series that we've had over the years that are just so goddamn good, and it, it, all the artists from everybody. It's like, yeah, I want that. I want that. Mm. I want that as a poster. I want. How much
2: is it going to cost me
0: to get all these posters because I want all the posters because mm. they're all really and, so and, freaking and good. I've
2: seen. I forget what it's called. But there's like these magnet posters that I see uh, I'll sponsor a lot of my favorite YouTubers. That this display? You That's it. That's yep. the one. And you can get custom images with that. Yeah. So we could potentially get some of these Batman Beyond Neo Year covers as disc plates to put up in the wall and then you just got like an album box full of these things like albums that you can file through like in Shaun of the dead and rearrange you know change the look of your place on a whim yeah absolutely we will most definitely be going through the covers at the end of the episode folks because
0: i'm scanning most of them now again really quickly and I'm, i'm like yep like that one yep like that one yep like that one okay where's yep 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 absolutely So great, so awesome, so fun. So issue six, we kick it off with Lumos kind of going Gold Luther a little bit. He kind of looks like Lex, really. A little bit. In that opening panel here where he's like, it's showtime. Lex would never have that kind of haircut, but okay, sure. And then we get another, because Bruce isn't here anymore, so we get a Terry Barbara moment. And I'm just like, Oh, you.
2: Mm." Yeah. No, no, just to go back, like definitely very, very much a fan, a devotee of Lutherism is yes. Yes. And uh, the one thing I love is that design of his suit where he says showtime. There overall, it's reminiscent of the orange lantern suit that Luther wore in the blackest night crossover where he had an orange ring, which is all about greed and avarice. Yep. But I love the, uh, the, the Jackson, you know, old woman sitting in an apartment. Yeah. Uh, not a whole lot of lights on kind of reminiscent of some of the times I saw my grandmother, Sylvia, mm-hmm. where she just, you know, why would I want to waste the light kind of thing? and, The best line that Terry has in this issue, or one of the best lines is, I need someone who doesn't run away when they hear it. I need someone who runs in. Yep. And the only way that scene could have been better is if they quoted Rick and Morty and Barbara goes, you son of a bitch, I'm in. Yep. Yeah, it's just so good, you know,
0: and obviously, you know, the city can't kill everyone, not if we stand together, and you know, you know how I am, first thing I hear in my head is Nickelback, because, you know, when we stand together.
2: Yeah, like, I love that, and I love that page, you know, you see Gestalt getting shit together in the back cave. And all these scenes are intercut with Barbara looking at her Batgirl uniform. Yep. You know Terry teaming up with the Joker's, and 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 the look in that one Joker's face—he's like, "Are you shocking serious?" Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. like, "But," and you see like Beam Detective Beam and a bunch of like this growing pile of badges on the mm-hmm. chief's desk. And, you know, Barbara ends it with, you know what, kid, I was, I'm starting to think Bruce was right about you. And I was just like, goddamn right.
0: Yeah. Like, oh, God, my heart. You just pulled it out. No more
2: strings. Just just yanked it right out. You, you just just call him uh, yourself and uh, hand it over. Yep. You know, and we go back to Lumos's party and we see this flying brick is a mm-hmm. flying nightclub.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But this thing is also like a... And there's three more. It's like DC's versions of helicarriers. And apparently these things are like floating hubs for this uh, holographic technology that Wayne Powers is about to debut. And you see a bunch of the characters have like these weird little wristwatch type things. And we get Terry's version of the dinner monologue from year one. Yep, And we find out that something is draining the nanotech or holographic power from all this stuff. And you have that thing. It's like, you know, like I, I'm not going to, again, DC for the love of all, for the love of Adam West, make this into an animated movie. I need to hear Wilfred Dell say these words. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it, that page where he gets in this whole thing, you've eaten well, you've chewed up the poor and the distract, mm-hmm. and distracted the rich. It ends on that shot of the bat signal in the sky. And you to the new, you know, yeah. version of the, the kit suit. Yep. As the future belongs to the night. I want that whole image, like get rid of the typeface, get rid of the credits. I want that as a poster, that page.
0: Yeah. You know, that would be great.
2: Yeah, and Terry goes in and then the the living Gotham offering Skynet, whatever you want to call it, Force converts everyone in this helicarrier into the sword of Gotham. Yep. And it, it it's almost be like a moment of body horror in a horror movie where they all start growing these crests out of their faces and they're screaming in his pain as the nanotech transforms them. And then Terry is Faced with what every good hero in anime needs to be surrounded by multiple copies of his enemy. Yep. All holding the most anime sword that ever animated. Pretty much. Yeah. I'm not letting it go, folks. Don't don't tell me how to live. (laughs) And I know he's talking to Barbara and Detective Beam, but it's almost like Terry told Barbara to turn a weapon on. Yep. And given how badass Detective Beam is, it's not that far off. Yeah, no. It's and, it's so good. And, and like that image of Terry in the next page of Terry throwing a holographic like energy bat batarangs to yep. stun and kind of partially take out the knight of the swords. And Lumos is running away right into the cops, but he's like, Stop it, you ruined every you stupid cosplaying sack of and then Donovan Lumos, you're under citizen's arrest, and and you bring out the old uh, the old hover cars they see even in the future, Gotham City has blimps, because mm-hmm. why the hell not, and Barbara has one of the best, and this is on a level of Arnold Schwarzenegger dropping a line <laughs> in a movie it says next time you fu- they fire an old vigilante, maybe they'll remember to change the garage access codes <laughs> badass Barbara Gordon is like, goddamn badass. You know. Just standing there in her coat. You know, she's got to wear her armor, got the Nick Fury pose going on. You know, Gestalt's broadcasting the tech that's in the batcave puts out this jamming field that prevents the living Gotham from reaccessing the Batcave, So they're trying to sped it out over Gotham. Apparently, the suit can absorb the holographic energy, the hard light, mm-hmm. and then just Terry drops a shui and I love it. Yep, his, his wings light up like the archangel in X Men and just takes out like a dozen of the swords. Pretty much, yeah. Like and, and again, the, the one of the things I have to say overall, and I'll, I'll go into a little more detail. when me sum it up: is the economy of action in each issue I feel is very well balanced against the the dialogue. Yeah, absolutely this whole issue is a huge third act action set piece yeah and i love you know beam comes in she starts laying down the lawn i could i mean nowadays obviously because beam is an immigrant and i believe she's vietnamese so you would want to get you know properly you know it's like how uh I can't remember the voice actress that did Jubilee in the 90s X-Men series. Oh, I
0: know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh,
2: She is going to be involved in X-Men 97 when that drops later this year. But she said she's not coming back to voice Jubilee because she wants an actress of Asian descent, Mm. Asian heritage to voice an Asian character, which is great. So if they if they didn't get somebody of Vietnamese heritage to voice beam, I could see Colby Smulders voicing this character.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
2: Yeah. we get we bat Loomis is trying to do his best, uh Bond villain in escape. Terry's like, I love that. Hello, Donovan. Yeah. And you realize this guy, well, he's an is a genius, is a fucking idiot. Because he yeah. hasn't realized that the city has come to life and has basically paved the way for this douche. Yep. Yeah. And then he's like, you know what? I don't care. I'm all in. And we get like one of the best at, as Terry's dropping this knowledge on him and then revealing himself. And you see the techno, the holographic technology has been taken down all over Gotham. And he's like he's trying to t- he's telling Lumos all this, folks, in order to get him to throw in with him to stop Gotham. Yep. But this guy is literally so much like Lex Luthor at hers, aside from that dumbass piece of hair coming off his head. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. And he opts in, and we get what. As much as I said, when that mass conversion happened, this would have been the body horror scene in the movie. Because when he morphs into the Angel of Death, like his final form as the Mm -hmm. Sword of Gotham, he doesn't look all anime villain. He looks like anime end villain. Like this is. Yeah, this is the end. He turns into Gotham's version of Sephiroth. Pretty much, yeah. And he's got, like, this glowy, crackling-with-energy-skeletal arms. "Ah, I'll I'll swallow your soul, Batman! Yeah, pretty much. And they get to fight. And How badass was this last scene, like, at the end of this page, where he yells, Hey, Jokers! Like, he sets it up. Yeah. Stage is clear. Audience is present. Joke's all set. Jokers! Mm Mm-hmm. Just, just, just read the line, Mike. It's
0: this is your moment. Oh jeez, I don't even know anymore. Yeah, no, it,
2: it, it's so good. It's, um, show yeah. him the punchline, and you see that trademark Batman smirk on Terry's face. Yep, and I'm like, this is everything oh, yeah. I ever wanted in this comic. <laughs> yep,
0: absolutely, and they save the day.
2: Yeah. Yep. You gotta wonder though, did did these helicarriers crash into Gotham Bay, like the helicarriers in um, <laughs> you know Winter Soldier? Because there's a lot, like you see under this one, there's like millions of people down there. It's just, oh, the population's gonna take a dip. Yeah, and and he literally blasts the holographic tech out of Lumos. And I love the the Gestalt upload ceased, forcing our update, Lumos tech bricked, yep. city saved. And and again, we get that scene where he, he I, I love any comic book where the villain saves the hero by just yanking him up by his collar. <laughs> and and Lumos is like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, I think I soiled myself.
0: Happy New Year, Bruce. Yep. Yeah. yeah, you have the living Gotham being like, I took control once, I'll do it again. No,
2: you won't. It, it, it's it's fading out, and so I forget what movie it's in. It's like, I'm Daisy's <laughs> Daisy. Yep. Uh, it was like, and it, it's possible at this point the living Gotham could take on another name and it could become like an Ultron like villain for Terry in a future series because. You know, it's AI, it's data, it's information. It could yep. have escaped. It could be hiding in a secure server somewhere. But then you have the pettiest douche in the history of douches <laughs> in Gotham, who is like those internet trolls that go through someone's Twitter feed to find those one or two tweets that's going to get them canceled. He's yeah. literally going through the code of Gotham City line by line, folks, and running like, sp- like running. Of antivirus to get rid of like the living Gotham. Mm-hmm. I love that line. Spite's a hell of a motivator. <laughs> yep. And, and I I love how the Gestalt have adopted Barbara as their mom. Yep. That's I awesome. think they, they're all posed like Barbara in the Batcave. Yep. And they're like, oh, we will not mess with this woman. She scares me. Yep. And. I mean, it's all symbolism in that. I don't know how to feel about Terry finishing his journal, saying goodbye to Bruce, and then burning it. Like, I I know why he did, because, you know, he's his own man. No, he doesn't need Bruce. Yeah. But to say goodbye like that, I just, it's not uncomfortable, but it's, it just feels off. No,
0: I I, I think it feels right. Then
1: I can set the Batmobile
3: to
0: scan for him, can't I?
3: Uh-huh. Unless they've already made an omelet out of him.
1: Oh, hey.
0: For the way that this story was being told and the way that he was, the, the monologue was the journal, was the whatever, and Bruce, sadly, Bruce is dead. He's never going to see this. He's ne- like This isn't like the next story, Bruce Wayne's going to come back to life and he's going to find this journal kind of thing so i think it's terry like you said terry is is and has been become his own man and i think it's good i think it's 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 interesting maybe he could have like just put it in the Batcave instead of burning it but also (laughs) another reason to burn it is so no one finds out what he's writing you know what
2: i mean like no i get that like i said it's just me personally yeah you know, like I lost my dad over 15 years ago and I still haven't completely yeah. said goodbye. So it's it's a moment that really resonated for me in a lot of moments that resonated me for one reason or another in this comic. But, you know, Terry, you know, he goes back to the the food, the food court street fair, you know, mm-hmm. beams like, hey, I heard there was a hostage stitch at Wild Ghost Towers. Ninjas, if you can believe it. I was like Terry, it's Gotham, goddamn city. Where aren't there ninjas? Yeah, you know, and they nice to meet you for real this time. Yeah, kind of thing. And like clearly, like I said, it's Dana, Terry will probably only always love Dana, but in this universe, I guess it just never happened. Yeah, or they got married and they got divorced because the work got in the way. Who knows? Who knows? And, you know, I just like that. It's like, I hear you, know, you want to go to a, hit a quiet dinner here. Those are great for first dates. Uh, I think this is our third. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we know who wears the pants in that relationship, folks. Have fun fighting crime with your girlfriend, Terry.
0: Yep. We get the last panel, the last full page of the city, and like you said, the street fair, and the end for now. And then we get the 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 standard, you know, James Bond. Batman Beyond will return in 2023. When? Yeah. When? 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 Well, when? twenty twenty three? it's only it's, March,
2: Mike. Like I don't gig, care. Gig I don't care. Like when? When? When's the I'm sure it come it'll probably come later this year. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like they we're completely divorced from the world of Batman Beyond in DC Comics. True, uh, but we'll save this up for the wrap up after the commercial break.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So issue. Six. I almost said issue five, but issue six. Absolutely dig it. I think it's fun. I think it's great. It was a nice little sort of bow on the whole thing. Uh, very very cool. Again, amazing art, amazing writing. Fives all around, I guess.
2: Yeah. No, and I, I love in that that last second last page before you get that full page spread where mm-hmm. Beam's like, "I got you a mask. They're selling them over, huh? Huh?" And it's like this goofy-looking Halloween Batman mask, and Terry's like, you know what? I'm kind of over masks. Yeah. And I do love that shot. As you look out over this crowd, everyone's happy. Gotham survived. You got that big Batman mural over the DJ, which reminded me of that scene in The Amazing Spider-Man when Andrew Garfield sees the guy up on that way-too-tall ladder, spray painting the spider on the wall. But yeah, it's a solid five all around, and... Yeah.
0: Yep. absolutely alright folks we're going to go to a quick uh, commercial break hear some other stuff and all that good stuff and we'll be back to close the show right after this
1: hey guys it is Ryan I'm not sure if you know this about me but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can I like to work but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new Hi, I'm Dan, and I'm the host of the Rock Nerd Radio Show, which airs live on HudsonRiverRadio.com every Wednesday evening at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It also gets backed up as a podcast, which you can find on your preferred podcasting platform. Every week on my show, I talk about all kinds of pop culture. I talk about music. I talk about movies, TV, comics, collectibles, and so much more. I also feature a guest on my show periodically, which you might enjoy. I have a couple of special segments on my show, one called The Cover Song of the Week and My Favorite Thing in the World This Week. If you think this sounds cool, check it out sometime. I hope you do. I got something!
0: Since 2009, we have been the premier cartoon podcast here at the GeekCast Radio Network. We are ToonCast. From taking you beyond the cartoons we grew up with to seasonal saucy Toon Talk, and now we get the origins of Toonsters everywhere as we ask guests... 30 questions about their cartoon watching experiences, plus so much more. ToonCast is back. Join me, TF2, and Mike and the rest of the GCRN crew as we give you all the Toon Talk you will ever need, only on the GCRN. And wherever you consume your podcasts, we are beyond good, beyond evil, beyond your wildest imagination. We are all Toons, all the time, here on ToonCast. Yeah. ToyCast is back. We are talking toys once more here on the GeekCast Radio Network's Toy and Action Figure Podcast. From breaking into the display case to our toy topic talk and the brand new Origins in Toy Collections where we get guests to tell us their toy story of how they got into toy collecting. ToyCast is is the only toy podcast you will ever need find us on geekcastradio.com and any podcatching client you choose to use now go forth transform and transcend your toy collecting today while listening to toycast
2: like science fiction of course you do or you wouldn't be listening to the geekcast radio network Well, the Marku 42's Universe podcast is an award-winning sci-fi radio show that's been around for over 10 years. We cover everything from Doctor Who to the MCU to pop culture and everything in between. A new show drops on Tuesday mornings on the GCRN website and all of the major podcast platforms. So listen to the Marku 42's Universe podcast from the universe and beyond. You are receiving this transmission
1: from The Rod Pod. Upload pending. Stand by for soundtrack transfer.
3: I am Maggie.
1: And I am John.
3: And we are trapped, hurtling through space in a ship shaped like Rodimus's head.
1: The ship, for reasons we haven't been able to determine, contains the entire run of the IDW Transformers Phase 2 comic which chronicle the events following the end of the war between the Autobots and Decepticons. So we figure we may as well read them all in order and report our findings to you. Stand by. Stand by.
3: Upload complete now.
1: The Rod Pod. Look for us at married at iTunes, at Stitcher, or wherever good podcasts can be found.
3: So uh tell all or one.
1: till all or one.
3: Two, four, two, On the Simplistic Reviews podcast, we talk movies. We
1: talk TV. We talked. Hello, Julie, what the heck are you doing? Trying to make our spot sound more exciting by adding explosions.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could have got
2: the point across with sound effects, not the real thing. Car, car.
1: Download the
0: show on iTunes or at simplisticreviews.blogspot.com. I'm sure your insurance company will cover that. No, they won't. No, they probably won't. We are back, folks, and before we get the heck out of here, we are gonna wrap this one up by talking about the covers first. And issue one had three covers, at least according to this. And now I'm using Comic Vine. Mm, they sometimes don't always have the covers, but at least the ones they do. Actually, I don't have four covers for this. Uh, I like the main cover, which is the one with him uh, on the on the ledge, kind of like um, uh, Spider-Man would always stand next to Bruce the, the gargoyle. The second one is him in like this Batman Beyond, like this Christ-like pose with the living city behind him. Third one is by far my favorite. It's him in the Batmobile. How can you not love Terry McGinnis as Batman in the Batmobile? And then the fourth one is is him flying through the city.
2: Yeah, I, I think out of the alternate ones, um, that fourth one where he's you know being chased by the cops. Mm-hmm you know i really dig that one that's like classic comic book kitsch i love it
0: yep uh the second issue has the main cover we've talked about this with the uh, batman kind of like in the in the target of the middle of the basically on the joker's tongue essentially cuz all the teeth around him and everything else and then the alternate cover is done by uh, I don't know. It's done by somebody, but uh, it's uh, him with, like, the the living, the, the, the gestalt or what. Yeah. All the, te- all the ten- tentacles, ladies and gentlemen. Tentacles
2: is what I'm trying to say. And I'm just looking on the w- wiki here to see if I can find who that is. But <laughs> don't you just love it when the Internet works, folks? Uh, Christian yeah. Ward, I believe, does that alternate. Okay, cool. For the first one, and... Christian Ward did one was one of the did the first one for issue one. Simone Demio did the third second one and then Jim Chung and J. David Ramos for the third on the first issue. Okay. Cool, cool. And we go to the third, you know, got you know, Lumos in his Christ like pose. Yep. And we get the uh digital Lumos trying to eat Batman. Yep, I the main cover easily yeah. the uh, I'm just looking for the artist on that alternate one here. Give me a sec, uh, Christian Ward again. And I really dig like the the original like the basic cover is great. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that, but yep. the, that that alternate cover it's a close second. I really dig the digital art and the fa- like the the pixelation and the faded colors and. Mm -hmm. kind of the acid trip like not that I've ever done acid (laughs) you know like that
0: yeah Uh, I don't have a variant for issue 4 according to Comic Vine it's just the main cover which we've already talked about I don't know if there was a variant for issue 4
2: I am looking right now there was it says according to the wiki there is an alternate cover done by Christian Ward Okay, well, four and but five don't have, four, five, and six do not, I do not see alternate covers, so. Yeah, if like you look in the wiki and yeah. on that blurb on the side, there's an alternate cover by Christian Newmark for five, and looking at six. Don't you just love how we're prepared, folks? Yeah, we're not prepared at all, are we? Well, according to, uh, there should be two alternate covers for six.
0: Huh, Interesting.
2: And they are okay. not shown on Comic Vine, but uh, and they're not Christian, shown on here either. I don't Christian places. Ward and Max Dunbar okay. each did an alternate cover for that. Oh, nice! Very cool. But yeah, uh, the covers, like you said, folks. Uh, issue one and issue six are definitely the ones that I want to get, like displayed posters, whatever. Yeah.
0: 4. So good, so good. Uh, Batman Beyond, Neo Year, a fun ride. I'm interested to see what happens next if we're going to continue on with this, if Jackson and and Lansing are going to... I know, like I said before, I know they're currently doing Star Trek stuff, so I'm not sure when... like, If this says Batman Beyond will return in 2023, I just want to know when and with whom is it returning, because... Well, gee, it almost sounds like you want a trailer
2: to watch, Mike. <laughs> yeah, well, need something. It's, I'm sure it's coming. It's you know, it's like when they said, you know, Iron Man or Doctor Strange or 007 will return mm-hmm. at the end of those movies. Like it's just we know it's coming, we just don't know when. I mean, overall, this is a five out of five, a ten out of ten. Yep. Honestly, one of my favorite Batman Beyond stories because not not explicitly because but you know the lack of Bruce in the story itself cuz eventually Terry had to grow up right and like yes. i said before there are other batman beyond comics coming out in 2023 an actual series or mini series we don't know when that's happening but there is a a milestone comics uh, 30th anniversary special coming out yep That'll have uh, the future version of Static that we saw in uh, Justice League Unlimited will team up with Terry. Nice. And we and we have the uh, Batman, you know, a sequel series to uh, Curse of the White Knight.
0: Yeah, uh, Beyond the White Knight, it just wrapped up.
2: Yeah, uh, where Terry's in there, and I'm sure he'll be involved a little bit.
0: Oh boy, have you not read Beyond the White Knight yet? Yeah, I have. Okay, yeah, he, he's not he's not just involved, he's... he's.
2: Uh, I'm talking about the next series in that series. Oh! The, the next series is the uh, digital ghost of Joker takes his daughter and his, yeah, son his son on a road trip. Yeah, it's Generation Joker,
0: and then after that, they're going to do Justice League White Knight, supposedly. See what happens? Well, I'll just have to wait and see what happens with that, but yeah i was not expecting the way like i love beyond the white knight i thought it was great i want yeah. more of that like i know it. i think at the back of that or on i because i listened to sean and sean gordon murphy and clay mccormick i listened to their badass podcast and and they were talking about it in like this kind of wrap-up thing for white Night or beyond the white knight and you know, at one point, I think Sean says in there something about, oh, separating Terry or something. I'm like, as long as you give me more Terry, I don't care what you do. Like, I need to see more of of Sean Gordon Murphy, Terry McGinnis, because that was awesome. So very cool. All right, folks, I think that's going to do it for us. Any final thoughts from you, sir? Dear God, people read this comic now. What are you waiting for? Yeah. Why are you still listening to this podcast? Go read the book. All right. Thank you for joining us here inside the pullback. bag. If you'd like to get in contact with us, leave feedback for the show. There are several ways to do so. Visit the website geekcastradio.com where you can listen to and comment on all of our content. Send us email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. Here are all the ways you can listen to us nowadays. Apple and Google podcasts. Leave us reviews, please Spotify and any other podcasting client you choose to use. Follow us on Twitter at GeekCast Radio for the network at the pull bag for the show. I am at TFU
2: and Mike. What is your Twitter? Uh, at JT from Saskatoon uh, across all most social medias. I tried Mastodon. I don't recommend it. No, nope, I
0: won't even do it. I'm I'm going down with the sinking ship that apparently is Twitter. So okay, I, I I don't I don't need a a, a half broken zord as a as a social media platform. Thank you. Uh, become a fan on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash GeekCastRadio. And you can also check out the pull bag over there as well. Join us next time when we'll be doing another comic Origins episode, we're going to have Brad Falicki from Dark Night News Podcast or what? I forget, I, I had Steve J. Ray on back in episode 415 414, and Brad is going to come on and do his Origins and then after that, I don't know what's happening, I think we have Autobotly April coming up, seeing as how this is probably going to be somewhere in the middle of March mm-hmm. For now, I am TF2 and Mike with JT from Saskatoon as always, make your great escape in the comics.
3: Ace. Good bad dog. You've just heard the latest episode of The Pullback. The GCRN's first comic review and discussion podcast. There are several ways to get in touch with us and leave feedback for the show. You can visit the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can comment on the episode and all of our different podcasts. You can rate and leave a review for the show on iTunes. Be sure to leave us feedback. Become a fan of us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the pull Bag. Send us an email, feedback at geekcastradio.com. Follow us on Twitter at The Pullbag and at Geekcast Radio. So until next time, make your great escape into comics and unleash the geek in you.
2: I mean, I do got to apologize for the. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Right. My voice. It's okay.
0: Hey, at least we're keeping it consistent. Yeah. <laughs> on brand. Yeah. From last week to this week, sorry folks, JT is still sick. Yes, I'm still a monster for making him podcast. I basically, you know, flew to Canada and just shoved the microphone down his throat.
3: It isn't human. Destroy it. Way ahead of you. Petmobile. Ignition.
1: Sorry, pal, but your history.